Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send in your questions and I, Bunny Michael, try to uncover the voice of your higher self. If this is your first time listening, there's eight more episodes to catch up on. If you've already heard them all, we have one more episode of season one coming out next week. That means everyone has one more week to enter into the giveaway. Become a Patreon member and you'll be automatically entered to win a one-hour video chat with me, along with a gift bag care package we put a lot of love into. The winner will be announced on episode 10. And if you sign up for Patreon this week, you'll also be right on time for my next video-exclusive installment of Higher Self Confessionals. This is where, once a month, I share a personal story about a moment in my life that led me to my higher self. This month's confessional is revealing, to say the least. Okay, so I don't know about you, but this week went by really fast for me. We got to go camping for a few days, and being away from Wi-Fi and my phone felt so good, but now we are really playing catch-up. Some of these answers were actually recorded remotely, outside the makeshift Brooklyn bathroom recording studio, that is, and I just want to personally thank the mountains, creeks, rivers, and forests. Thank you so much for existing. I promise I'll always try to protect you. Now, let's get started. Here's our first question. Hi, Bunny Michael. How do I not rush my healing process? I'm finding myself wanting to heal so much faster than is possible, and my impatience almost feels more painful than the healing itself. Not judging where you are on your path is the healing. Higher self is the awareness of your wholeness now. It's not how productive you are. It's not how advanced you are. It's not never making a mistake. It's not a spiritual identity. It's simply being present to the love that radiates within you at all times. Any resistance to that is just your mind creating a story about yourself. The answer is always compassion, compassion, compassion. And when you focus on being kind to yourself, you will struggle less. But you won't be congratulating yourself at winning for it. You will just be in the present moment, in the wholeness of who you are and who you always have been. Hi, Bunny. Um, I have a question about how to deal with uh, exiting a relationship that sort of functioned similar to a drug or an addiction. Um, 
and um, maybe ways to navigate that and um, and how to treat that relationship moving forward. Uh, I appreciate any advice you have. Thank you. When you say addiction, it seems to me like you're describing a relationship you can't seem to leave, but you're aware it's harmful to you. And FYI, don't beat yourself up. This happens to so many of us. Relationships are a lot of times trial and error. And often you make a few unconscious choices and then you're in a situation where you don't know how to have the strength to get out. When we don't prioritize our higher selves, the intimate, loving relationship we have with our spirit, we lose touch at how good we are at nurturing ourselves. But we always find our way back home. We just have to give ourselves that kick in the butt to get back into the game. Any habit that I try to quit, I cannot do it unless I replace it with something else. Something that gives me a sense of pleasure, but isn't harmful to my well-being. When was the last time you gave yourself a pleasurable experience that was just for you? And I don't mean seeking pleasure that a week from now you will make yourself feel bad for. I mean something that makes you feel powerful. When you close your eyes and imagine yourself feeling empowered, feeling strong, what are you doing? Are you at home? Are you at your job? Are you on a run? Are you listening to your favorite song? Are you dancing at the club? Are you cooking a delicious meal? Are you using your favorite vibrator? Are you rollerblading or biking or skateboarding? What makes you feel empowered? The other day, me and my best friend Omega actually sat down and wrote a list of the activities that make us feel powerful. It was actually really hard for me at first, but then I got really into it. And I wrote stuff down that I had never actually even done, but always wanted to do. One of the things was building my own shelter because I've been watching these survival shows and thinking, wow, it must feel so powerful to build your own home. So I made a promise to myself that someday I will. Breaking up from a bad relationship isn't easy. But when you give yourself permission to explore your power and have fun with getting to know yourself better, the transition is a lot more peaceful. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to mourn the relationship. But try your best to replace your valuable time from putting in the work for a partnership that is disempowering to using your energy witnessing your strength. You can do it. Hey, good morning. I am having issues trying to navigate through anger after um, dealing with social injustice with the law enforcement agencies and after getting out of an abusive relationship. What are some healthy ways of um, coping with anger and navigating through anger and constant sadness? I'm so sorry to hear about your experience in an abusive relationship. First, I want to encourage you to seek outside healing beyond this through therapy or counseling. I think it's really important that you speak to someone on a periodical basis so you can make a long-term healing plan. Everything going on in the world, from what we're seeing happening in our own neighborhoods to what we see on the news, is overwhelming. Besides having to reconcile what's happening in our own personal lives, all these instances of violence, police brutality, and corruption on display is incredibly triggering to the times in our past when we experienced abuse. From the higher self perspective, 
we know there is nothing that can diminish our power spiritually. Love is the ultimate power and it withstands everything that fights against it. Even though we may not know all the intricacies of the plan of how love is healing humanity, as long as we are channels of love's power, love will heal this world. Our sadness and anger is love's wisdom. It's information signaling to us something needs to be healed. So we must honor these feelings. Think about when you're healing a wound on your body, say a big cut. There's a period of really gross stuff, right? The pus, the scab. I mean, it looks really ugly, but it's exactly what your body needs in order to heal that wound. It's the same thing with our emotional healing. But sometimes often when we go through an especially difficult time like now, these feelings of anger and sadness are so great that it seems like they're overwhelming us because we can't see past them. We get terrified that we will always feel this way and we panic and we feel powerless, which then creates more sadness, more anger, because not only are we hurting, but now we're this broken person, right? They took our past, they took our present, and now they're taking our future. But when you feel like your heart is broken, that doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It means you are human. Suffering is part of the human experience. And the only way to move through our suffering is to honor it. Remember, our higher selves don't live in our mind. Higher self dwells in our hearts. And when we are in pain, our higher selves are holding our pain in a safe space. Higher self is a safe space for all our feelings, pain, joy, anger, all of it. Higher self is there witnessing it and accepting it for what it is. Because higher self knows all emotions are transient, but love is eternal. So we must be like our higher selves and give more love to our sadness, pain, and anger. How do we do that? We have to give it a sacred space. We light a candle for it. We meditate on it. We pray on it. We write about it. We sing about it. We paint a picture about it. We make a drawing about it. We give it the love it deserves. We don't indulge in it because it's not who we are. We handle it with kid gloves, and that means not only seeking healing practices and outside help like therapy or counseling to process it, we have to take breaks from reading the news. We have to take breaks from Twitter. We have to take breaks from political discussions. We have to take breaks from, you know, talking about our ex. We can feel our feelings, but we can also know that our feelings are not in control of us. We can move past our feelings, not when we deny them, but when we give them an appropriate amount of attention. I've been thinking a lot lately about what it means to be a warrior for love. I've been imagining my heart space emanating a powerful light out of my own wounds and the wounds of others I felt in my heart. Our capacity to feel is what enables us to make this a better world. We are all love's warriors on a path learning how to yield that power to use it with wisdom, and to do what we can to protect it from unnecessary harm by being mindful of what support we must ask for and the boundaries we need to keep it safe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, Bunny. This is Emma. And this is Ella. Um, I'm calling in from Vermont. And Ella, you're calling in from... California. So, yeah. We're, call- we're two friends. Met each other about a year ago. And... Um, uh, I had been a big fan of you for a while, followed your meme page, and had your book in my room when Ella and I were roommates um, last summer, and we often would come back to your book for wisdom when we were, like, trying to figure something out and couldn't really figure out how to um, find the words for how we were feeling, and uh, anyway, we were just FaceTiming, like, last week, talking about some, like, relationship situations that are going on for both of us. And um, realized that we were both feeling a really similar way about our communication styles and our romantic partners' communication styles. Um, And couldn't really figure out advice to give each other because we were feeling so similarly. So we, again, wanted to come to you and get some advice. Ella has the question. Here it is. How do you go from being so ready to share your emotions and so disappointed at a partner not mirroring your expression? to actually seeing deep beauty in each other's different ways of accessing feelings and communicating them. Yeah, so um, just like a little more context, this is about um, a time when you share how you're feeling with a partner. Both of us often feel like we're oversharing, even if it doesn't seem like we've said something that like crossed a boundary, um, just because of the way that the people we tend to be with tend to be like a lot more like kind of like the rock in the relationship who's kind of quieter and less eager to share. Um, anyway, we're just really excited to hear whatever you have to say to us. Um, I hope that our question gets to go on the show. Thank you so much for everything you do. Oh, I love that you two sent in a question together. It makes me so happy to see your friendship means a lot and the two of you are there for each other. It's so sweet. I can totally relate to this feeling of being the overshare in a relationship. I'm someone who will talk about my innermost feelings to a stranger I've known for 20 minutes. And my spouse knows I really don't have any inhibitors from sharing the whole spectrum of my feelings and thoughts from morning to night. You said your partners are like the rock in the relationship. But I think so much of that perspective is conditioned by this world that equates vulnerability with weakness. Being able to communicate your thoughts and feelings is a strength. That authenticity and willingness to share is beautiful and it makes you the person that you are. And I'm sure it's a big reason why your partners love you. It's really easy to start slipping into roles in a relationship. You're used to being an emotional open book while your partner is more introverted and that works for a while. But then part of you feels something's missing, some intimacy, and you feel the distance growing between you. So what do you do? You start pushing them to share more. And now you feel like not only are you always sharing your feelings, but now you're sharing your feelings about them not sharing their feelings and you just keep hearing yourself talk and you're like, why am I like this? So you start judging yourself, but also resent the fact that your partner made you feel this way and why the hell are they still not sharing? And then you fluctuate from feeling like they're annoyed with you to you being annoyed with them. When we're in the consciousness of love, our higher selves are a safe space for those around us to be in their authenticity because we don't need ourselves to be different and we don't need our partners to be different. 
But that doesn't mean we can't ask questions or want to get to know somebody more or want them to be more emotionally available. The key is to stay in the loving place where you fully accept who you are and who your partner is because there's always reasons why we communicate the way we do. It could be that your partner came from a childhood experience where sharing feelings wasn't as common or accepted, so they adapted ways of coping with feelings internally. Or perhaps out of wanting to be a supportive partner, they let your feelings take the verbal center stage, thinking that's what you wanted. We have to keep in mind that just because we have certain needs doesn't mean there's something wrong with us, and just because our partner's needs don't look like ours doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. When you let go of projecting your own fears on your partner, i.e. making assumptions based on your own experience, you can really get to know each other as individuals. Because for you, not sharing could mean you don't trust someone. But for your partner, listening to someone's feelings is the best way they know how to show love because what they lacked the most in their past relationships was someone willing to listen to them. Remember, being a good listener is just as valuable as being a good sharer. I'd start by asking your partner, is there something I can do to make you feel more comfortable sharing more of your feelings with me? Is there a way that I share that makes you feel there's less room to talk about your needs or feelings? How can I do a better job at supporting you and making you feel comfortable to be your authentic self in this relationship? When you open the door to being willing to see their perspective and experience so you can meet their needs, they can be more fully understanding of yours and adapt as well. These are questions we should all be asking our partners periodically, not just when we feel like something is wrong. We should always be checking in. When you have relationships with people who aren't as communicative of their inner world, it can be a really compatible balance because both of you can learn from each other. You can learn you don't always need to depend on them to process and they can become more comfortable processing with you. There are all different ways of sharing, whether through words, physical touch, or acts of service or listening. No one is going to feel like stepping out of their comfort zone though if they feel judged. And that includes you judging yourself. You are just as much the rock keeping this relationship going as they are. Hi, Bunny. My question has to do with figuring out how to move from concept into action. Um, I have had uh, emotional, psychological abuse in my past, and I've been in therapy for years trying to um, kind of untangle all of that. And I can understand at this point intellectually that I have more worth than the uh, situations and um, environments and relationships that I gravitate towards. Yeah, I still keep gravitating towards those relationships. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to go from recognizing the pattern 
to actually stopping it. Because for some reason, for me, there's a difference between understanding my worth and behaving in a way that affirms my worth. Um, and I do tend to overthink in general and overprepare and have a tendency to perfectionism. So um, that probably doesn't help, but um, I'm just wondering if you had any insight if, about how to, I guess it's probably fear of change and how to uh, move on from that fear. Thank you. It's wonderful to have the privilege of going to therapy and healing the things that have happened to us in our past. It's wonderful to be able to recognize why we have the patterns we have, the reasons we needed to adopt certain behaviors in order to survive our trauma. But we also have to know who we are beyond that story. Sometimes we get so identified with what happened to us that it's hard to see ourselves in any other light. The higher self perspective is the light of love within. It's the part of us that is untouched by what happens. It's in the realm of being. You can't grasp your self-worth simply by intellect because it doesn't live in the mind. It lives in the heart. I think there's a certain romance that we have with our pain. A lot of times we carry it around with us like a child carries a blankie. It gives us a sense of comfort because it's what we're used to. We wallow in it. We stay in bed with it. It holds us while we cry. Our pain is ours and no one else's. And in a fucked up way, our bouts of sadness is oftentimes the only me time we allow ourselves to have. It's the only time we get intimate with ourselves. So why would we want to give up that sense of self we've identified with for so long? And so we seek out relationships and situations where we can hold on to that feeling. It's not the harmful people that we're attracted to, although that happens a lot. It's the romance we have with our pain that seduces us. And even when we find a person who is willing to grow with us, we will unconsciously sabotage it so we can stay in that place. It's time you worked on your romance with your spirit, your higher self. In what ways besides therapy do you prioritize getting to know yourself beyond your past or your hopes for the future? How do you get to know the wholeness of who you are now? Because I can tell there's so much more for you to explore. And when you take the time to be intimate with yourself, to have that romance with the soul, to be seduced by your spirit, in whatever form speaks to you, you will feel your worth because you will be grounded in the wholeness of who you are. Put your hand on your heart right now, close your eyes, and repeat after me. I am more than my story. I am more than my fears. I am more than my mistakes. I am more than my anxiety. I am more than my relationships. I am more than my choices. I am the witness to it all. I am the sun, the moon, and the stars. I hold all the magic of the universe within me. I was created to experience my wholeness. I am loved.
I love myself. That's it for this week. In the meantime, see you on Patreon. Check out the confessional video I'm posting this Friday. And if you like what we're doing, spread the word. We want as many people as possible to benefit from our healing and constructive conversations. For those of you who have been leaving comments and reviews about how much this podcast has been helping you, thank you so much for letting us know. It really means the world to us. I love the community we're building and the kind of care and thought that goes into formulating these questions. It's such an honor and a blessing to receive them. I want you to know how much I appreciate you because I want you to appreciate you. This week, stay healthy, stay present, do something nice for yourself, do something nice for someone you love. Let's celebrate what we have and question what we think we need. I love you and so does your higher self. Okay, bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.